Podcast. I am your host, Rainy, alongside Austin and Lacey. It is Tuesday, October the 12th, which means we are days away from Ole Miss coming into our house, a sold-out Neyland Stadium. And not just sold out, but sold out for the first time since I believe the Georgia game of 2017. Guys, this is going to be hype as all get out. This game it's, is going to be wild, and I cannot wait for my butt to be sitting in that stadium to watch this game. I don't think I've been this excited for a game in a very, very long time. Guys, how excited are we? Austin? How excited are you? I'm I'm very excited. I am very very excited because you know why? We can score some damn points for once in a, for once in a long time, yes. and uh, the team we're facing can score a lot of points too. So uh, it's gonna be a long night. I feel like because <laughs> we're gonna be trading balls back and forth. They're they're predicting a four hour game, so that's what they're thinking it's gonna be because the offense is gonna be scoring so much. <sighs> but, Talking about scoring points. Okay, so me and Austin were sitting together at the game on Saturday. And so you know how, like, when we score, typically, like, everybody around you, um, like, jump up and everybody high-fives everyone around them and just, like, everybody gets excited? hmm Okay, well, Austin, after the first few touchdowns, Austin was like – you could tell Austin was like, God, do I have to get up? Like, we just scored, <laughs> like, five seconds ago. Like, do I have to get up at, like – We'll, we'll score again in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know South Carolina ain't beating us. It felt it felt like a Tennessee. Under- it felt like the Tennessee Tech game. It really did at one well, point. It's understandable, Austin, because you're tired of getting up, which is a very good thing because we scored, I think, 156 points in the last three games. So that's a lot of getting up. So <laughs> <laughs> that is that's a lot of standing up and cheering. So hopefully we get me some on more- the. Me, on the other hand, I never got tired of getting up for a, a touchdown. Like, it never got old. Never got old. But you could tell Austin was like, oh. but it, in Austin's defense, that was my first game um, that I've attended this season. He's attended a few more than I have. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I was cracking up. I was like, you know, it's a good problem whenever you're scoring so fast that Austin's getting tired of standing up to high five everyone around us. Yeah, well, it's. Listen, like I, I will record the plays on my TV and just send it out to channel the channel universe so everybody can see the play happening. Like for those who are at the stadium, that can just like log on Twitter and just like look at the, what just happened or whatever. Uh, so I'll record them and then I'll post them. And I'm not kidding. I'll be in the middle of like recording. I have to rewind it 
and then record it again uh, because I'll miss it. But while I'm recording, the other day I was recording, and then I come back and they've already scored again. I'm like, dude, what the crap? <laughs> I got to go back and record again from a video that I just recorded because they scored while I was recording. That's, I mean, it was just like unreal how fast it was. I was just like, man. Can you Josh Heupel in your high-flying <laughs> offense? Like, <laughs> can you wait? Can you wait? I'm trying to record here, man. Hold come on. on. <laughs> come on. But we got, we got, we got to have an exciting show today because we're going to, we're going to talk about this game coming up and we proposed a uh, question on Twitter and got a lot of, a um, lot of responses uh, from Vol Twitter. And we're going to read a bunch of those, a uh, b- bunch of those out. I said, I said to Vol Twitter, I sent out the question, uh, name something that's grabbed your attention regarding the football team um, this year. It could pretty much be anything. And, uh, Pretty much asking what's your excitement level going into Saturday. And we're going to read a bunch of those responses because we've got quite a few of them. So, but uh, what uh, what are you expecting this Saturday? You kind of already uh, kind of hinted at it. I think we all kind of know it's going to be an explosion of uh, of points, which means it's probably which means it's probably going to be a defensive game. So that's the that works out. Like, oh, we're expecting so many points, and at halftime it's going to be like seventeen to ten. I mean. This offense is rolling, man. They got a rhythm going. They they found something. I feel like I feel like they recently found something. This is not the kind of defense that's gonna go ahead, go and figure out how to stop them in my mind. And um, I mean, South Carolina had a better defense than Ole Miss does, and we had thirty eight points at halftime. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. I think we got something here, and we're getting guys back. I don't know if Tylen Evans can go. I really don't. I was get, I was getting ready to ask if anybody had heard an update on him because to me. My whole entire game prediction revolves around him. Well, we're in small and uh, uh, Cooper back. I have, yeah, that's that's really good. I I haven't I haven't heard much of. From what I've heard, I, they haven't ruled him out, so I don't know if he's. Um, the guy on the radio earlier today was acting like he was going to play. So, yeah, no one's acting like he's injured. Like, did I yeah, miss no something? Acting, did, yeah. Was he okay? Like, he just didn't go back in because I think he just did. I think he could. Early in the game, he kind of nicked up his ankle, it looked like. And then he came back in and kind of nicked it up again, and they just kind of took him out. It didn't, he didn't look like it was seriously hurt. He was walking on it. He walked off, and he was just standing there on the sideline, like, you know, joking around, smiling, laughing with people. So it didn't seem like it was too serious, and they probably just took him out because we were ahead by so many freaking points. And then after he went out, it was just kind of a – they just kind of ran. They're just – they basically ran the second half not to get injured, it seemed like. That's what yeah, it seemed, because that's what it um, like to me. we got more yeah. important stuff going on than South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I and, went back and watched the game, and it, I, I, while I was at the game, I was getting kind of frustrated because I felt like maybe we were just falling apart in the second half. And then when I went back and watched it, yeah. it kind of looked like maybe uh, the coaching staff was trying to play with on the like air on the side of caution when it came to in, like trying to prevent injuries since we have depth issues and. That's just kind of what it looked like to me. It wasn't going – we yeah. just didn't look like the same team at all, and I felt like it was on purpose when I went I, Well, it. a lot of people were getting kind of nicked up. And like you said, Lacey, I was, while you're watching the game, you're getting kind of ticked. Like, what is this crap? I think I even tweeted that. I was like, what is this bull crap I'm watching? Like, come on. But then you go back when you already know the final score, you already know what happened, and you go back and you can watch it realistically. <laughs> And you kind of see that, okay, everyone's getting a little nicked up. Let's just run basic stuff and let's just get do, out of here. Do you know why that threw us off so much? 
because, because we, we, we have so little recent experience with winning games like this. Just just outplaying them totally in the first half and really just, you know, walking them out the stadium. Yeah. It's and really – we're really we, foreign well, to we it. Well, we also have battered ball syndrome. I was about so to say we, that. Yep. Like, uh, it's just kind of like – games like that, even recent, in recent years, Arkansas last year, we were up – Oh, really decent at the half. Eleven points ain't, to... ain't ain't thirty one points. Okay, you're right. I'll give you, I'll give you that, but it just it just it, it makes you t- to where you feel like no lead is comfortable. So I, I get it because that's how. I mean, Austin, you were pissed at the game whenever we were starting to. Uh, let yeah, it yeah. I mean, naturally, it's kind of like, man, I want to keep, keep keep scoring. You know, I want to keep Whoa. this going. I want to embarrass these guys like we did Missouri. I, I think. I think we went conservative versus Missouri. Just uh, they 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 couldn't stop anything. Yeah, their defense was so bad. I I, I agree <laughs> with you, Lacey. It's it's always in the back of your head for all the recent. Also, years. though, more more positively, yeah. like batter ball syndrome aside, going back and watching it makes you like maybe after the Missouri game, maybe after certain things. I kind of was like, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe we just had a good game. Maybe Missouri was off. Maybe South Carolina just was not up to par. But, I, I mean, when you go back and watch and you break, like, you go and break down different sections of the game and how everything works out, at first I was kind of like, are we a decent to good football team or is it just a fluke? And, I mean, when you go back and watch it and you watch how everything is executed, they're just, no, we're a good football team. Yeah, just like that's a, that's what a quarterback does. Like if you have a, if you have a good quarterback, this can happen. That's why the every year I'm frustrated to live in hell to me because it wasn't that hard. Like they they made it seem like being a team that can just beat teams pretty handily is so impossible to become. Like you have to go through some rigorous process over years and years to become that. Reality, if you have just a few pieces in a quarterback. You can make that happen. Well, and that's see, what we have right now. I disagree, Austin. I think it's 100% coaching. A, a, have, a lot of it's culture, have, too. We have uh, culture and coaching. We have way less talent on this team than we did last season. Exactly. That's, and we are that's playing my biggest way takeaway. Better. My biggest takeaway is that he's doing so much with less talent than we've had on the previous I don't even know how many years. When's the last time you feel like we had this when it comes to quote unquote talent when we were this low? When's the last time you feel like the, this little bit of talent? This little uh, bit of talent. We, I, we have, I think 1977, probably. I mean, had. no, that, I mean, that's, that's a real, impressive to me. maybe it's 1977. That, that, I, I'm a, I know this stuff because I did all the highlights. I think that was the last time we were that, this little of talent. Which makes me feel a little bit better about not like to me maybe stars don't matter the way it did during the like star ratings on players like five stars and all that makes me think like that it matter even though it it, quote unquote mattered during the Jeremy Pruitt era but it didn't matter since they didn't perform up to their stars but to me it's like if he can do this with this amount of talent like he can turn three-star players into five-star looking players yeah. you so want to know not... you want to know how um how is a good coach or how is coaching staff in general is coaching these kids up when you have brandon turnage and he is third on the depth chart 
come into a game like that and take over. That's how you know you're good, like you are well coached. That's how your guys know exactly what to do. When a third string defensive back comes in and has the most tackles and wins the SEC player of the week, defensive player of the week. Wow. Yeah, how is this defense? Yeah, uh, actually, I think I did say this is what happens when you have a quarterback. Having a quarterback definitely helps what we're doing. But the overall coaching of this team and overall just the energy of this team, I, I, I just love it. It's just like there's no selfishness. There's no, like, there's no dictator here, you know? Nope. It's, it's just it's guys having fun and fighting for each other. And it's, when, uh, it's a good football team. When, when, they're get, when they're doing their interviews and people ask them about their success, they, they might take a second to talk about what they're doing, but it always pivots to the team as a whole and bragging on the other guys on the team and bragging on how the team is doing, they won't spend so much time on talking about themselves and their success. They want to talk about the success of the team, and that's huge to me. Yeah. Did you see that uh, Joe Milton, I think, put on Instagram picture of, like, a hooker with, like, a heart, like, love what you're doing or whatever? It's just, like, they have such a good, like, non-selfish culture. Like, yeah. like, I, like Brian Maurer would never. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, so – you're, well, you're I right. don't know about it. I wouldn't say him. I can think of other players. Uh, I would say that, him. I, yeah. I, but I feel like I recall him Selfish. supporting. I just he like did I support. Remember. He did support, but he also like he bitched about not getting would... on the field. Okay, yeah, so he, he also bitched. Two, when... two can be true at the same time. Yeah. Um. So, I bring up Brandon Turner's because he was just. I don't know if it was the number twenty nine out there because of Eric Berry and the pros, but the guy was was just – if you've gone back and watched the game, I don't know if you have Austin. Lacey, you said you have. Yes. You watch the game, and number 29 is everywhere. He he is everywhere. He had 14 tackles. He had 14 tackles and two tackles for loss. Man, that's so crazy. Third, How – It's his string. Like, third string. On defense. We and have a good – That's what you need. That's what you need. You need when – in order to build depth. You need to be able to have players that are lower on the depth chart be able to come in and make things happen. We've in the past we've had when someone gets hurt, they come in and everything falls apart immediately. You know what I love? Okay, um, for for forever we would get transfers here and they wouldn't do anything. You forget about them, like Shaq Wiggins and um, Jeff George, guys like that. They just you just forget about them. Forget about them. Every transfer I think we've had has had some serious impact on this roster. So, All right. It's, ooh, that's it, a really good point. They, they went after Evans guys Evans. they actually wanted to use. Yeah. And you got you got Ty Evans, Devonta Payton. Turnage. He's from, Turnage. Al, he's from Alabama. 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 Uh, like, you got – They're making um, big impacts. Like, what's that D-lineman number 97 USC? Our kicker? Hooker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean we, it, our, our, our transfers are making plays. It, 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 Peyton, Javante yeah, Peyton, Lord, he's ridiculous. Yeah, oh my gosh, I don't know, I, I don't know how he did at Mississippi State. He didn't even have that many catches, did he? No, he was kind of like a non impact guy, kind of like a Brandon Johnson here. Yeah, like he, he wasn't a big deal. I, I, I remember texting my friend that's a big Mississippi State fan. I said, Who, What do you think of Javante Peyton? He's like, Oh, he's just kind of a middle of the pack, like, he'll make a play every now and then. 
I'm pretty sure he had a touchdown in the last four games. Yeah, four straight games of a touchdown. Yeah. So, pretty good. Maybe you don't need – Maybe you don't need big athletes to run this offense effectively. I mean, but if this offense keeps going effectively, you're going to get those big athletes. Could you imagine Alvin Kamara on this team? I know I tweeted that the other day. Yeah, I think I saw you tweet that out the other day. I just, I mean, he would set every record for a, a single player receiving <laughs> and rushing touchdowns in the he season. Really would, it would be, it would be pure insanity if you had him running around. Because you know what, you know what, Josh Heifel would do. He'd be like, "Damn, this kid's good at football. Let's put him <laughs> on the field." This, yeah. I mean, really though, this is the offense that all of our receivers, all of our NFL receivers, that are just killing it in NFL right now that were underutilized, this is the offense that they deserved. Yeah. And they look so happy doing it. I mean, I don't know how the rest of the season is going to play out or what's going to happen, but this team's having fun. Mm -hmm. This team's having a lot of fun. And I tweeted that out not too long ago. And they're like, oh, fun don't win you games. I'm like, well, uh, yeah, actually it does. (laughs) When you have confidence and you have fun, you, you do win games. Sorry to tell you, but playing sports my whole entire life, that's it does happen. When you have confidence and you're having fun, you don't overthink things. You just do it, and you win. I mean, think about – I mean, if we look like South Carolina, we'd be pretty mad, but we'd kind of be well, – we'd kind of be like, okay, we understand. We don't have the horses. We don't have a good team. We, he's got to develop everything. But we're blowing out South Carolina. We're blowing out Missouri. We are a good football team. And he has he has seventy one guys, seventy one scholarship players. This is insane. This team, Tennessee, is doing what they're supposed to be doing against those teams. They're doing something that they haven't done in a long time. Taking care of the teams that they're supposed to take care of, and we're going to win six games. We're going to win six games. I think automatically we're going to win six games because you got. All right. uh, an FCS, was it South Alabama, some someone like that, and then yeah. you got Vandy, and you, you're running over Vandy. I mean, good God, they suck. They're Van, terrible. Vandy can so, beat two teams: UConn and Colorado State. They've already beaten them, and that's it. Yes, that is the absolute so, limitations of that roster. I went, I went through and looked at what the ESPN Power Index, and we, I mean, they tend to be pretty on point. They predicted us last year shit in the bed even though at the beginning of the year we all joked and we're like there's no way we only win this many games and then we only win this many games but they, <laughs> they, they I mean really though would you remember that I do no, remember I that actually yeah. I actually do was, now okay going but, crazy like yeah. going into that Georgia game we're like oh they don't know what they're talking about yeah we're like, crazy we already have won two games and they have predicted us to win three it's like oh oh okay but anyway if you go and look at um on the ESPN app and if you go to each of our games and it'll show you like percentage of chance to win based on the power index. And we are favored to win four more games. Really? We're fav- yes. We're favored. Like it, this is not betting lines. Okay. This isn't betting lines. This is the, the power index. We are favored power index wise to beat Ole Miss, Kentucky, um, Southern Alabama and Vanderbilt. I don't know if we, Kentucky looks good. 
No, we can beat them. This offense, I, I this offense they, is the kind of offense. It's they that we had handle. a better chance of being Kentucky than Ole Miss, and I mean, I mean, Kentucky put sixteen points up on South Carolina. I know that. I know that comparison yeah, thing is weird. I but and, and and this is important though. This is important. Very important. Hey, I'm not saying anything. You know, I'm not being the the what's the word? Um, Uh, what is the word you use? The sunshine pumpers and all that. And like, I'm yeah. not being overly positive. But if you look at that, we have a better chance of beating Georgia and Alabama, the percentage wise, than we've had in the last like six years. It went from like 2% versus Alabama to like 12%. So we've got a whole extra <laughs> 10%. So no, 10%. That's huge. That's still sad though. Like, we get excited for like 12%. Like, oh, hell yeah. Georgia, hey, it's year one. We got 71 <laughs> no. players. We got no, 71 dudes. No, that's Man. just where we are as a fan base, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we got up oh, ahead really fast. There we go. I think we're up to like 14% against Georgia, which is like last year it was three or four percent. So, I mean, we're getting there. We're getting there. Got just process, man. You know what this kind of reminds me of? Hey, hey, though, but listen, though. With Alabama losing this past weekend to unranked Texas A&M, it just shows that anything can happen. Mm. Anything can happen. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not saying that we're going to beat them because I think we're going to lose just because history. But I'm just saying it just shows that anything can happen. And that be the billion NFL players. <laughs> you know what this reminds me It also of? shows that George is probably going to win the national championship, but I don't want to talk about it. Don't say that. 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 <laughs> 1980. Right. I just want to get the jokes in while I can. They'll blow it. They'll blow it. Surely. <laughs> Kirby Smart can't hold up a national championship trophy that he, he was a head coach for. I just don't believe it's possible. Yeah, but you, yeah, you keep saying they're going to blow it. They'll lose it someone they're not supposed to. And you've got, then of course, you know me living in a house with two George fans. You got me over here dreaming that we're the ones that get to be that South Carolina of three, uh, two or three years ago. And, you know, I hate when you do this to me, Austin. I hate when you get me. Uh, anyway, I got bring it up. We're living in the future. We're living in the present. Okay, okay, and we got go. Lane Train Kiffin coming in Knoxville Saturday with his uh, Heisman Trophy quarterback. And we're going to check out the freaking stadium. And we've scored, I think, a combined like 120 points in the past two games. So I How do feel think okay he's feeling right, now? right now. How do you think he's feeling? Lane? Mm-hmm. I think oh, he's, he's sick he's about scared. his defense. I think, I think that he came into the season thinking it was going to be an easy win, looking at how our program was. And I'm thinking now he's thinking it's not what he thought it was going to be. I think that maybe – I don't know. How do you feel? What do you think? Oh, I I think he's feeling a lot differently now. I mean, he, he had two games against Heupel at UCF. Um or when he was at FAU, and he got his ass kicked twice. Of course, those are different athletes, but it's still something to look at. Not too far far away athletes. I um, honestly think that Lane Kiffin doesn't care much. Not care much. That's the wrong word. I don't think he's scared at all. Really? I don't think he's scared. That's just, that's he he's, he's, he's a confident guy because I don't think he's scared. That's how he is. But I think he, I think he should be. I mean, you walk into Alabama and you're like, get your popcorn ready, and you shit the bed. So, I just don't think he's scared of anyone. I really don't. Like, he's just that kind of guy. He's he, so did, well, he did walk that back. 
but he was embarrassed. I, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like he's not scared. He's not cocky to like say stuff, and he's not. He's not scared of Tennessee. Uh, he's not. He's not. Okay. Um. Someone said this. I think I can't remember who said it, but would this if we win this game, are we out of our terrible? Like um, stretch that he that started with him leaving, is it well, the end of that? Real, well, we don't know. We you you can't base everything off one game. Because... But beating him almost feels like you exercise your demons. Okay, like you yeah, get I that. Get, you're I get getting like you're... the demon off your back and getting it like out of the room. Like yeah, right, like done with you. Get out of the. Way. Wouldn't it be awesome if like okay, let's just say we got ranked after beating Ole Miss and go finish the the year at eight and four, win a bowl game nine and four, and then we go on to compete for SEC titles year in, year out. I think and we'll look at that, that game against Kiffin in the as the last like moment we were still down in our funk, you know? And we killed the guy who started it all. <laughs> we killed the Michael Myers. We finally killed Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> the man won't die. No, you I can't mean, kill I, him. You can't kill him. We finally killed him. I honest, honestly, though, Austin, I think if we did do what you said, um, go eight and four, win a ball game, nine and four, and that's going to get the attention of the recruits that we. I mean, Hypo can be more selective with his recruits for his specific offense because more people would want to come. And I think that they, it really could help dig us out. I just have a hard time saying when, like, determining a, a game or any type of even short stretch of a game as being back or coming back. Oh, after. no, I'm not saying that. That's our I game back. South Carolina. Like, I mean, South you Carolina. can paint a pretty picture, but though. After when I – well, it was South Carolina 2016. That was like a downfall. But just 2016 where we beat Georgia and Florida and then lost to South Carolina Vanderbilt. And then Jeremy Pruitt, what was it, eight? He had the longest win streak for – that was this – stupidest thing in the entire world so i mean i get what you're saying i just again everything comes back to battered ball syndrome but... i was gonna i was gonna say this i was gonna say this earlier um you know what this kind of reminds me of is you remember when rick barnes came in and i felt like you felt like the tennessee basketball team was just like depleted and then he came in it was like instant like improvement Ooh, that yeah. is a good example it kind of reminds me of that like Barnes comes in, and you're like, okay, I can see some improvement. This could be good, and then it just keeps they, the team just keeps improving, improving, and now we're getting the top ranked guys in the entire country because we kept improving. If mm-hmm. if Jeremy, I mean, not James, if Josh Heupel mm-hmm. can do what Rick Barnes kind of did and just kind of build it and just and keep Tony Vitello, huh? And Tony Vitello, yeah, same thing yeah, there. Exactly, it's same same thing. Is is our coaching fortune? I don't want to get ahead of myself. I already know that with basketball and baseball, but is our coaching fortune kind of just, is it, I mentioned this a long time ago. Is it, is it turning a corner? This is, this is different from stuff we've experienced. He went a route though, this season in a way to make this kind of possible. He went after transfers. He didn't just recruit, recruit, recruit high schools. He went after transfers because he wanted to, he wanted to win a few games this year. He's an impatient guy, and he wanted to win a few games. I'm going to do the same thing next year. I think we're going after the uh, running back out of Clemson. I think he's he might end up end up here from what I'm hearing. Well, that and, number one quarterback in the country is coming back this week. Oh, yeah. Yes, for, he what, is. 2023 or what year is that? I don't, it doesn't matter, but he's coming back for the second week in a row. So, 
You think about the number one recruit in the nation? Uh, no, Walter Nolan having. Uh, he's gonna be at the game. Is he's gonna be at the he's game? A, this yeah. game? Yeah, oh, nice. he'll be there. Nice. After he was at A and M. Braves okay. just tied the game up against the Brewers. I am no, the Braves did. Yeah, I'm watching the NLDS. <laughs> <laughs> this is if we win this. If the Braves win this game, they will advance to the NLCS to so play for the, the World podcast, Series. Before the podcast, also is like, yeah, guys, we can do this podcast, but I'm going to be a little distracted. It like sends a picture of like the like the pregame, I guess, scorecard from some app or something. It's like, yeah, I'll be a little distracted. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, uh, a live update. I, I, I'm I, assuming most people, when they listen to this, they'll know the outcome of this game. So that's fine. Well, yeah, it'll already be over. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but that's the thing about, like, just him coming in and wanting to win games and being impatient because it's going to bring in recruits. Mm-hmm. There's certain recruits that, that people were talking about at the beginning of the year. I'm like, why would – and honestly, I'm, I've been a Tennessee fan my whole – like, I, my whole life, I'm a huge Tennessee fan. I love everything about Tennessee, but at the beginning of the season and in the off season, every time I would see here big name recruits, the first thing that comes to my mind is why? Why would they want to come play here right mm-hmm. now? And I hate to say it that way. No, it, it ha- you have to put you have to put your love for a team aside and think about what what people are doing for their. Oh, life. you mean like top the, athletes? Like, yeah, like yeah. the best, like You're the not best. Come here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about like like people were talking about. Uh, it's Walter no- Nolan, bro. Is that his name? Yeah. Okay, because I get him and him. Him and his brother have similar names, I think. But anyway, um, like when they were talking about him, number one player in the nation, and it's like, people, I, like I get it that he's a Tennessee oh. fan and he loves Tennessee, but at the same time, I'm like, why would he want to come here at the beginning of the season? Well, it's a and lot now, of mm. Well, now it's different because the, just everything comes back to what Rainey's always said. All we want to see is progress and to see that things are going in a, gr- a better direction. And honestly, this is more progress than I could have even asked for. Yeah. Just so far this season. I agree, Lacey. I mean, I, I, I didn't think, I didn't think this season was going to amount to anything. I just was going to sit back and be like, oh, let's watch this. Oh, I know. Massacre occur. Let's watch this massacre happen. And it's I. When and to be fair, though, me and me and Rainey predicted four and a, and we had losses to Mizzou on there, and I mean, but the, and those were realistic expectations of it. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not that we were being Debbie Downers. Those were actual realistic expectations well, based off of our roster, based off of. Um, well, it shows you everything else. how unpredictable football is. And it it's shows so that Austin unpredictable. Yeah, he had eight and four, but that was because he was. Super hopeful, like we always usually are. Well, but yeah, football is. And this is a good schedule. Also... This is a good schedule. Gotta give them that. This is the better schedule than they usually get. But you have to admit, you have to admit, going in, no one thought Mizzou was going to be this bad. No, no one. I'm no amazed one. by that. That, that is a disaster. Good. You got to. Well, that's what disaster. happens when you hire an accountant as a head football coach. <laughs> I thought he'd be good. I don't know why. Well, because because well, he... that's, <laughs> that's that's you. You got Cody. That, Hypel, and then you are Drinkwit, so of course you wanted him to be good. He's yeah. like your twin or whatever you guys are. Doppelganger. Yes, that word. You remind me of Gus Malzahn. I thought he'd be like that. Speaking yeah. of Gus Malzahn. I was going to bring that <laughs> Have we heard anything from these UCF fans that said that we are going to absolutely hate Josh Hypel and that he was going to lose 
everything? Have we heard okay. anything from them? To that point, Lacey, I was seriously, I was on the tip of my tongue, <laughs> and I was about to bring that up with the UCF fans. Listen, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but so far, they are dead wrong. They are dead wrong. Well, and so like far, this. they aren't doing too great either. They're like, his crap is not going to work. His crap isn't going to work. Well, it's working. It's working. They, they said it wouldn't work in the SEC. Well, and so, yeah. they said that they were so excited about the Gus bus because they were going to do better with Gus than they would with Hypel any day. And what's their record? Do you have it on, you have it on hand? Um, I, know, I know the ESPN ranked them in the bottom 10. Like, you know how ESPN does the bottom 10? Yeah. They ranked them the other week in the bottom 10. Oof. Let me see. That's beautiful. UCF football schedule standings. UCF is, I mean, they're three and two overall. Yeah. But they're fourth in the American. Who are their losses against? Games. Their losses were against. Their losses were against. They lost to Louisville. They lost to Navy. They lost to Louisville Navy, and they beat East Carolina, um, BCU. I don't know who the crap that is. <laughs> and they they did beat Boise State. Which is oh, yeah. I remember that game. That okay. game was crazy. They were down 34 to like 17 in the fourth quarter. It was a crazy comeback. Uh, I mean, but, I'll, um, I'll give them that. But Next week they got Cincinnati, so good luck. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's not going to go well. Um, but, um, man, I, I okay, here's the thing. It's not that crazy that we beat Missouri and South Carolina knowing how good they are. It's That's not that crazy. What's crazy is how we beat them. And how little effort it looked like. And honestly, the most impressive thing that's happened all season is that first half against South Carolina to me. Because that is a top 25 defense we were up against. And we put 38 up on them. Like it was nothing. Austin looked at me and said, is this really happening? They were supposed to be a good defense. I'm going to go. I'm going to go through some of these. Because you're kind of hitting – we're kind of hitting on these topics, but um, ball Twitter – responded with and i'm going to go through some of these i want to get your reaction on these okay um i'm I'm gonna um say the question again that i said name something that you know has grabbed your attention regarding this football team so far and um uh house thick on twitter he says tim banks is much better than most of us anticipated oh their reaction yeah I I agree. I mean, we we felt like we were getting our uh, last guy at DC. Like we missed on about ten guys, and this guy is so far orchestrating a, an above average SEC defense with a uh, with a uh, half the parts of all the rest of the conference has. Yeah, and having to move in some third stringers to play. Yeah, it's just been insane. Yes. Um. Carter Witt on Twitter, week over week, visible improvement. Yeah. Oh, and I said this, didn't I say this? I said, wait till halfway through the year and let's see how it looks. You did. I, because I, I, I remember at Missouri, his first year in Missouri, the first half of the season looked completely different from the second half of the season. And thankfully, it got started, I feel like, 
Didn't we play Tennessee Tech after we played Florida? I feel like we figured something out, got a rhythm going in that game, and mm-hmm. we brought it over. We brought it over to Missouri, and then uh, continued that to. Uh, and like, think about it. How many years do we? I mean, especially this year's one of them. I, I watching that team that played South Carolina. I feel like the game against Florida. If we played them again on Saturday instead of South Carolina, it'd be a completely different ball game mm-hmm. because I feel like. How many times do we look back towards the end of the year and we're like, damn, if we played Florida later in the season, that would have been a win or it would have been a closer game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of the time. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping in the future, hoping in the future that now that we've moved Georgia to, to the end of the season, that that's going to pay off for us eventually. But um, It happens always like this. Florida figures themselves out against us, and then we do it like two weeks later. Yep. And then Florida pulls apart. <laughs> Yeah, it makes us look so bad for losing them <laughs> by 30 or whatever. No, and we lost by 28, 24, something um, like that. Titan, Titan ball till I fall on Twitter. The ability for next man up, especially on defense. We are so thin, but somehow the next man shows up and they ball out. It's like mm-hmm. we actually are developing players and look to coaches for like – Developing players and coach for the first time, and I'm not sure how many years. His excitement level says he's 10 out of 10. I mean, man, I mean, he, he's only been here for eight months. I mean, how can he do this much impact, you know? That's what I don't get. I, I think it's overall just, like, energy. I, I think the energy on the whole team is what I've noticed is so different to me. Yep. It, it just looks like everyone wants this so bad. They look so hungry. They look so desperate to, to do this, to, to prove something. And it's just something I haven't seen in so long. It, it's beautiful. And I, I just, under Jaren Pruitt, it was the exact opposite times 100. I don't mean to bring him up again, but when it was the last thing you saw, you have to. But, I mean, how many times over the, how many years have we heard the players are bought in, the players are bought in, the players are bought into uh, Yeah, the well, coach, saying the it program. is a lot different than actually okay. seeing it. how many times have we heard it and we got to where oh, – and honestly, over the summer, I heard it so many times. The players have bought into high pool. They bought into the coaching staff. They bought in. And it's like you've heard that so many damn times that it's just like you can't – you don't even want to hear it anymore. It's kind of like remember last year how we hated the word practice because we – never executed in the game and so we hated practice so it was the same thing except now with the way uh we're 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 actually seeing what they've been saying for years for the first time we're seeing players being bought in players believing players believing in themselves because the coaching staff has put them in a position to and mentally and physically to feel like they can win Mm -hmm. we've been hearing that for how long and now we're finally seeing it Mm-hmm. But it's... I, I mean, I completely agree that he. They said, um, "What was the word that? What was the word? Was ball Totten Brett? Somebody who who the last one you just read? Um, he, he used the Titan, word Titan ball to a fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is what was what was the comment? He, said the, he says the the ability of the next man up, especially on defense. We are so thin, but somehow the next man shows up and balls out. It's like we actually are developing players. Yeah, development. 
that was the, another point is that we're developing players that normally wouldn't even see the lot of day in an SEC offense or defense. So yeah, a huge something I, that grabbed um something that grabbed Concrete Balls uh, attention on Twitter. He said back to back SEC wins grabbed his attention. Something we haven't we're not used to. Um, uh, especially with the yeah. Well, I guess we they always came in bunches, but still. Um, at halfway through the season, we have the same amount of SEC losses as Alabama. Yeah, true. <laughs> sure. um, Did you see that bit? Someone wrote an article about uh, Corte, what's his name, Cordavius Crouch, and about how he was doing. And every comment's just like, we don't care, we don't care, like oh, how oh, he's doing at Michigan State. That's like, that's we something else. Crap less. We're gonna get we're gonna get back to this raw Twitter, but I want to take a second. To comment on what you just said about um, um, Kubar's crouch, has has your mom have, have y'all just completely forgot about the four players that everyone's bitching about that are leaving? Yeah, everyone's forgot about them. I, I, only one I ever cared about was uh, or only one I really pay attention to is uh, Henry T because uh, I had to watch him a lot the other night. Yeah, <laughs> and that was fun. What? Hasn't it just completely left your your complete mindset? Yes, completely. Yeah, I, I don't I don't care. I don't miss them. Nope. Like I, I think they held this team down. I honestly yeah. think they were here and it just it just it creates bad energy. It creates bad like everything on the team when you have guys who don't want to be there but they're playing and starting and it's just and, and you got the guys behind them like probably not having respect for the coaching staff because they're playing these guys who don't even want to be here and you're having to pay them to be here. It's just, it, it creates animosity. It creates division. And it's just not how you run a team. Mm-hmm. And once one thing goes bad, no one cares anymore. And that's why I saw it. Like I at halftime against Georgia, once anything went bad, immediately no one cared. Yeah, they're No one cared. I saw, um, I, know, I don't remember if it was that specific article, Austin, um, about Crouch, but it was about, if it wasn't about him, it was about another former player. And I saw someone in the replies who said, I don't care about, about, you know, what, how they feel about their new program. I want to know about how the former players are viewing like the Tennessee team that they left thinking it was in shambles and stuff like that. Um, And I thought that was a great point. Kind of like, I wonder if any of them regret it and stuff like that. Then today, did you guys see, uh, uh, Daryl Taylor's, or no, not Daryl Taylor, Daryl Middleton. His tweets, his tweets today. No, he's no. leaving West Virginia and entering the transfer portal. But he opened up and admitted that he regretted leaving UT. Oh wow! And that he, um, like he was retweeting some Tennessee fans and saying, like he was quote retweeting and be like should have never left and stuff like that. So I mean, we're halfway through the season, and at least one. I mean, I don't know how many other players are not are too prideful to admit it. Um, because some of them, the ones that you would think that would go and be to ball out and be big, <laughs> Eric Gray only gets only got like, I mean, I I get the whole situation. Don't don't start about the whole situation around the McDonald's bags and all that and Eric Gray and how he had to leave or whatever. But you you're seeing Colin Evans getting Sports Center caliber play while he's getting like four touches. Yeah, and. You know what? You know what I love about this this staff is 
I don't feel like we led the nation in transfers. And what that shows me is they, it, like they had a, a thing basically where I was like, okay, you don't want to be here? Leave. I'm not going to beg you to stay. I don't think he begged anyone to stay on this team. I think he had a thing where he was just, if you want to be here, you can be here. If you don't want to, we don't want you. In that, yeah, in he, that, he wanted in that, guys that wanted to be there. And, and when you do that, when you do that, when a team only has guys who wants to be there, who, who want to be there, you get guys who play their ass off. You get guys mm-hmm. who give 110%. You don't – I mean, it's just – and that's what I see on the field. They, they, they want this so bad. They want to put up as many points as they can. Like, I, I was watching Velas Stone Jr., and uh, he, every play he would get up, like, off the ground and run as fast as he could back to the line. Like, it was so much – like, you would not get that from, I feel like, the guys who left, in my opinion. It just it was so motiv- so much motivation and so much want to and so much hunger. And I just it, it's something I hadn't seen in a Tennessee athlete in a little while, except for everything Jawan Jennings ever did. I mean, not gonna act like there was never hard working athletes here before, but I just um, feel I mean, like- I never saw Tennessee benefiting from people leaving via the transfer portal, but here we are. Austin, what what you just said about him going back to the huddle and sprinting back. Um, there's a guy on Twitter. And there was no huddle. What are we talking about here? Huddle? What, are, what, what, what does that mean? What, yeah, I was going to say, what is a huddle? Yeah, but um, kind of going along, Marxist, at Marxist Smart, Bread Cowboys, whatever his name is on Twitter, um, he said, play calling has been massive improvement over the last few years. I mean, has been a massive improvement over the last years. No more three runs and punt. Even if a player is hot, kind of goes back to what you're saying about Vilas Jones. Even if he's hot, we don't force the ball to them. We keep the defense on their toes with unique looks. Basically saying everyone gets the ball. Excited for Saturday. I'm betting the over no matter what it is. So what he's saying is even if a player is hot, they're not going to sit there and bring a team down, kind of like what you're saying, Austin. They're going to be like, hey, if they're open, throw it to them. I'm not going to complain. Mm-hmm. If I'm open, throw it to me. I'm not going to complain. It's what you just said. Next man, next man up. They don't care. They just want to be a team. They they don't care about individual stats. They want to win. They just want to score. Yeah. They just want points on the board. However it happens, so be it. They want to win football games, and it's like a light click. A light bulb has clicked on that. Hey. If we score more points, we can win more football games. <laughs> and and it's it's a beautiful thing to see because we haven't seen it in a good while. I heard someone say this. Uh, I can't remember their name. It was a show. And uh, he said that um, Josh Heupel, this is a pretty like respected person who gave this opinion. I can't think of his name, though. Um, he said Josh Heupel is a uh, Steve Spurrier-level play caller. What would you say oh, yeah. to that? What, what, what would I say to that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, so far, his schemes look pretty dominant. Yeah. Uh, the screens, the screens that he's, you don't call them screens. What do you call them? Rub offs or whatever you call them to get other receivers open are just magic to watch. A guy gets in the way. He acts like he's running around. And he's not really running around. He just kind of gets in the way. And it's like our guy shoots out of a cannon and goes right past those guys that he's getting in the way of. 
I can't I can't think of the right correct term um, of what that is a rub off or a screen kind of like that. It's it's not illegal. It's it's completely legal, but he schemes his guys open. So it's something different. I when Steve Spurrier came into the SEC, he was doing something different. I, I don't know if it's just hypo schemes, but I. I guess watching somebody, I haven't seen this. The way he, he sprouts people open like this. I mean, look at the numbers. There's not many people who do this. Yeah. Who go this fast. And it's not people just, you know, getting open. They are wide open. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are just wide open. And that is the so entire goal them. of offense, like of, of an offense, just get guys in space. That's your entire goal out there. Get guys in space and give them the football. And he is amazing at that. He 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 puts guys in position. He'll find a way to get a receiver wide open. He's and, got fast, some fast players too to help him out. And I gotta give credit, Hooker. I did not see it when he came here. I, I I saw some legs. He had some decent legs, but I didn't see the uh, how good of a reader he is of defenses and how well he can run an offense. I think we're seriously benefiting from him having a few years under his belt at Virginia Tech. And actually having to develop and go through growing pains, because he's 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 my age nearly, and yeah. and I think it's showing. I think he shows experience. When I look at him, he's a guy who had to learn from stuff, and knows what he's good at. And he's he he looks like an experienced football player, and that's really awesome because we haven't had that. In, yeah. Well, we had experience, but it was not good. Um, at uh, unknown orange ninety eight. On Twitter, they look competent. That's, I mean, 100%. They look completely competent. Um, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Childress on Twitter, faking injuries after an extra point to give the D a little bit more rest. That's where we are. <laughs> at, least, at least they do an extra point because Hyper That's won't let anything, anything throw off the uh, momentum of the offense. Oh, wow. I bet, I bet that's legit. Yeah, because Hyper will not – for a second, let, let the defense get a break, you know? So he's going to obviously – or the defense for the other team get a break. Yeah. So he's got to get his own defense break after, on the PAT. <laughs> I've, been, I've been trying to – I've been scrolling through these responses. I've been trying to find one guy's response. I can't remember who responded to it, but someone responded to it and said um, the amount of penalties that have declined over the last two or three games – Compared to yes. the first half of the season. Like awesome. The first we half talked the- about that. We talked about that during the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we were freaking out like, oh, my God, we're going to have a billion penalties against uh, freaking time, uh, Florida and Pitt. Time, yeah. Because every single time we like make an explosive play like a touchdown, I was so scared. Like I, I, It's like I can't get excited until I look and make sure there's no flags anywhere. And it was nice to see all those plays without all the penalties. It was crazy, but it was nice. But yeah, we talked about it during the game. We we're like, wait, huh. we've not seen that many flags. I'm gonna I'm gonna read some more of these off and then I'm gonna I'm gonna put out two little stats that uh, the announcer said during the game um, that y'all probably didn't hear because y'all were, you know, at the game. Um, um let's see. Um Jerome Urslich at Wisher Art. <laughs> Uh, attention to detail. Um, 
who just said this. Let's see. The guy's talking about defense. I was just I just passed somebody else's tweet a minute ago. Uh, he basically said the progress of our defense. He says they rarely miss tackles. They wrap up and they don't let defenders go by. Yes. Which is this really that is a good one because that's true. I mean they they many tackles. They're very <laughs> fundamentally sound. They they don't miss many tackles. Um, Kim, watching Kim Ole Twitter, Miss. Sorry. Yeah, watching Ole Miss. That's kind of what they struggle with is missing tackles. I noticed a lot of that in their. Uh, of course, they're playing Alabama, but yeah. but I'm 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 just saying. No, no, you're right. You're right. I mean, they live they live up 51 points against Arkansas, and mm-hmm. I honestly don't think Arkansas is that great of an offense. Paris head on Twitter. Aaron Beasley, boy, is he right? Aaron Beasley has been all over the place, and Aaron Beasley is a beast. Yeah, he is. Aaron He's Beasley been huge, is a man. I mean, we didn't even think he was going to be here because of uh, we went off to bring that up. Well, I don't know the details of that. Was, obviously, he can play. So, but um, I forgot the details. But um, yeah, just like the defense is honestly maybe more amazing than the offense because the offense kind of makes sense. You know, you got experienced quarterback, experienced receivers, uh, enough at O line to manage, and decent run and decent to above average running backs. So you can run. And Hypo is known as a great off the play caller. So. Huh? It's not that crazy that the offenses are this good. The defense yeah. holding up like it has and being, I'd say, slightly above average for SEC is a damn near miracle. There was zero expectation for this defense. None. They could have been the worst defense in SEC history, and no one had been yep. like, oh, wow, how did that happen? Yeah. Exactly. That's a really – yeah, that's that's a perfect way to describe <laughs> it. I mean, it, it is. It's a perfect way to describe it. it I mean – I thought that maybe I, I honestly thought I thought maybe Vanderbilt might even have a better defense than us. I wouldn't say they would have had a good offense, but thought maybe they'd even have a better. I was, I was like, how many times did I tell you, Austin? My biggest argument against your whole well, Heupel scores points was it doesn't matter how many scores he points, if, how many points he his team score if the other team scores eighty to ninety because we have no defense, and they proved every bit of that wrong. I mean. Absolutely proved every single bit of that wrong. Insane. I'm gonna I'm gonna read this last tweet and then I'm gonna throw out these stats in the podcast. Jimmy All on Twitter. Lack of using the punter is quite concerning. <laughs> uh, yeah, people were actually talking about like, man, our punter doesn't look this good that good this year. Like uh, <laughs> Parker Ball, whatever his name is, I forgot. I don't hear his name a lot. Um, and I'm like, well, he's not getting much use. I mean, are you talking about, you talking about Paxton Brooks? Paxton Brooks, yeah. yeah. Who's Parker Ball? Oh, that's a backup Park- O-lineman. He's an offensive lineman. Is he punting balls? Well, Parker, <laughs> Paxton. We might, well, we might as well use him. Same initials, man. Same initials. Hey, that saves the scholarship hey. place. Use an offensive line that has a <laughs> Hey, you want to know how I know Tennessee's doing pretty good right now? I'm watching the Braves game, and I've seen, I think, three or four guys just decked out in Tennessee Orange at the, at the Braves game. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's how you know things are better. And have you seen how much tickets are going for on for on StubHub? The cheapest ticket, y- like y'all want it? Hundred and something dollars for an upper deck. The cheapest ticket on StubHub is one hundred and seventy dollars. Mm. When was We're the last back, time? Baby. When was the last time that happened? No, seriously though, 
Even Is it though, really? I don't think it was 2018 Florida. I think it might have been, yeah, maybe 2017 Georgia. Oh, I guess you're right. 2017, last time we sold out. And we got shut out. I was there. I was there. I'm going to throw out these two stats for you real quick. This is what the announcer said. I wrote them down as I was watching the game. One of two stats. Number one, Tennessee is the number one team in the SEC in first down of 50 feet. Number two, they're top 10 in not just the SEC, top 10 in the entire country in tackles for loss. Wow. Incredible. And that, that, second, that second stat is mind-boggling. Top 10 in the country and tackles for loss. Because yeah. they believe in themselves. Watching the game on last Saturday, the amount of times the announcer was like, another tackle for loss. He said, another tackle for loss. And then they, I'm pretty sure they came back from a commercial break. And the announcer basically said, I know we've said this a bunch tonight, so we're going to throw out this stat for you. We've said another tackle for loss several times tonight. They are top ten in the country in tackles for loss. Who, who leads our team in that category? I have no idea. I could not tell you. Would you say Matthew Butler maybe? I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I'm not yeah, sure. It, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Brandon Turnage had two of them last game. That's he true. Third string. It may be Banks. Maybe, I don't know. Banks, Banks does get a lot of uh, tackles. Yeah, he, he comes in like a bullet. Yeah, and that's about all he can do. And besides his one 15-yard hey, <laughs> penalty a, a game, so he, he always has one of those. So he, he's going to have that crap. You take some – take a risk with him. All right, guys, it is time. Let's predict. Oh, God, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I can't wait, guys. I just can't wait. I just can't wait to be there. I cannot wait to be there. Um, all right, let's uh, let's predict. Uh, Lacey, I'll let you go first. I'm not ready. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready to do this. I'm not ready. Uh, this is crazy. I I don't I don't know numbers. No, this I, is this is crazy I, though because like. Okay, this is the maybe the second worst defense out of the three of uh, South Carolina, Ole Miss, and Missouri, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to score a lot of points. Of course, unlike but, Missouri, this will be meaningful football, and they'll have to care. So, that you got—I mean, we have to take into consideration they had the um, Hosman contender quarterback. I mean, we have to take that into consideration. Right. They do have a good offense, but they will they stop good. us once though? I don't know. I don't know. What's your final score, Austin? What you got, man? What you Tennessee, got? Tennessee, 65, Ole Miss, 48. Oh, my God. <laughs> Good Lord, man. It's like a basketball game. We uh, should have scored 69 on Missouri, and we're going to have to score the whole game. All right. I, uh, so, you got Tennessee winning by 20, basically. 22? 17. Okay. 65, I ten- 48. I Tennessee winning by field goal, by three. All right. I'm going to be the Debbie Downer. I got Tennessee oh, losing. Oh, my God. I got Tennessee I- losing. But not by much. I've I, I got I got Tennessee. I got not, Tennessee losing thirty-seven to forty-two. That's what I got right there. I mean, my my whole prediction depends on playing and making sure we have. Here, here's my thing. Go, Cooper Mays is playing, and like 
I swear, the only time their offense really struggled was when Ollie Lang just got absolutely destroyed. Sure. So he's not going to be playing, odds are. And we're going to have our the better the best line we've had in a while playing the second worst defense we played in the last few weeks. So I awesome. think that's we'll fun. have some fun. And like we have a better defense than Ole Miss. We do. That's not that's yeah, that's, that's true. Not even, not even question. Rainy, you were talking about those stats How? about those crazy. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I know. I'm just like but, I'm just... Rainy. You were talking about those stats that they were talking about during the game. Did they talk about any ones of the ones where Hendon Hooker's ranked really high up there among quarterbacks? They happened to cover any of those. Um, they just said he's one of the most one of the more efficient quarterbacks in the SEC, which hey, I think he's number one. You know what I'm feeling right now? I'm feeling so disrespectful to our defense that I just said they're going to go at 48 points. Well, I mean. I think I think in the upcoming weeks our defense will get exposed and give up a lot of points, but they'll also make a lot of plays. I think they're just pretty good. <laughs> we'll we'll find out for sure this week. We'll hey Austin, out. weren't you the one that said it doesn't matter? You don't have to have a great defense; you just have to have one that makes plays enough for the offense to score more points. Wasn't that's, that you? That's Wasn't what we got. You? Yeah. I don't that's... know, guys, but I'm excited. I'm right, playing. Okay. So, what do you think this means though, if we win this game? Ole Miss. That top, uh, top 25. We have to be ranked. I, mean, I don't think we'll be ranked yet. Oh, we'll be ranked. I don't mind. No, we won't. Yeah, I think, I think we're okay, like but, well, in Pittsburgh, the. Pittsburgh is ex- probably most likely going to be ranked. And if we beat Ole Miss, number 13 team, and Pittsburgh and Florida are both ranked, why wouldn't we be ranked? We're right now in the AP, I think we're 33, if you count the votes. I, I definitely think this win sparks us up because you have other teams coming down too. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I don't. I don't see it yet. Maybe another. We. I think uh, we are. I think we are underestimating or overestimating. Okay, I don't know the Pittsburgh loss. They're that's that's a big thing because apparently they're a lot better than we ever expected. They we have could have beat them though if we played them right we, now. We, Oh no, we should have, and we we should have beat them even playing like that was a first down. Like we I, made I'm a not... billion mistakes. Well, yeah, we had, but again, that was a first down. We would have scored. We would have won. Yeah, but you're anyway, right um, but that's, but they've got that. Is it Pickett? Their court Pickens. Kenny Pickett. Yeah, he he's apparently ranked number one quarterback in the nation right now. Yeah, that's what we said after the game. If we swapped quarterbacks, we'd win that game by thirty. Yeah. I mean, it, but, but now I, I mean he's I mean, and and they Parker's actually have a, they they lead the nation in points per game. Dang. Yeah, if you look it up, we're about to lead that. The average. <laughs> we, we, I think we're fourth. Oh. I mean, don't quote me on it, but I think we're fourth. I'm quoting. Ole, Ole, Ole Miss is like third. I think they're like one above us. That's crazy. Or no, 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 no. Alabama is one above us now, and then Ole Miss. But I mean, it's all very small margins. It's all in like the forties average. But yeah, that's well, that's where we're at. All right. Well, Lacey's got us winning by three. I got us losing by a couple. Austin's got us winning by like twenty five. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that's how Austin is. But guys, we're gonna we're gonna find out really. Quick. Hey, we we talk crap about how Austin does this stuff, but. I mean, he did predict us going eight and four, and we did predict four and eight. So, well, we'll see. We still got a lot of, a lot of games left. I mean, I'll happily eat crow. 
I'll, 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 eat, I'll eat the whole damn thing. Randy, you declared us going three and eight when uh, after the Bowling Green game. Really? <laughs> of course, he hadn't seen Henhunter on the offense, but still. Some of us, some of us appreciate a nice plate of crow every once in a while. Oh, I would eat it and eat it so much that I barf. <laughs> so, but anyways. Oh, yeah. bring this tied up again. There you go. There we go. This is a All right, guys. Day. We will uh, see if we eat crow next week. We'll do it again next week, and I can't wait to Saturday. Checker it, baby. Checker kneeling. Let's go. Go Vols! Go Vols, baby! God, please. Go Vols. All right, gangsters. See you later. Bye. <laughs> see you Saturday. Bye! Bye.